It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to Cerrito Live on this Thanksgiving weekend, this small business Saturday, this rivalry Saturday in college football. We'll talk about that in a moment, but let me tell you what's happening today on this action-packed edition of the show. We're only on for 90 minutes. We're leading into some Ole Miss hoops today, which will be immediately followed by some Ole Miss football. It's a big Mississippi day today, the Egg Bowl coming up later on on these airwaves, but first some Mississippi hoops. But uh, we're here for 90 minutes. We're going off at 1230 today. We will have Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer to talk all things Memphis Grizzlies with us. And we will also have Greg Akers from the Memphis Business Journal stopping in as we cast Mario Chalmers in a movie. Because if there's any one guy who could have uh, a fascinating movie uh, written, produced, filmed about him as far as pertains to Memphis sports, Mario Chalmers is on course to uh, have, a, have a pretty good movie, right? The anti, trying, I want to call him an anti-hero, but really he's got heroic qualities. Are we going to follow him from his time back in Alaska also, or are we just going to focus on him in Memphis? I think you know his time in Alaska could, could be interesting. You know, the, the fact that he was from Alaska, that he lived in Alaska, uh, is, is, is a probably a good part of the movie, at least for flashbacks or something. It's sort of how Liam Neeson trained Batman. We could also have Liam Neeson and Mario on the ice. Liam's teaching him how to bounce a rock. Play some ball. Basketball on the ice is a pretty, pretty cool idea. And so we'll talk to Greg Akers about who would play Mario Chalmers in a movie. If you have an idea for that, you can text or tweet us right now. You can tweet me at Cerrito. You can text 67129. That's the Sports 56 text line, 67129. If you've never texted that line before, you got to text 56-JOIN first. But we'll read your casting suggestions. Uh, that's coming up later on this hour. Then at noon, for the final 30 minutes of the show, the last segment every week now, is our pro wrestling segment, which we still need a name for. We're taking suggestions if you have an idea of what we could call that. Dustin Five Star will stop by in studio, and we have a special guest joining us as well. So we look back at the uh, awful Survivor Series and also talk about just where WWE is going to go now. So this is going to be this is a bad slump for for wrestling as we wait to the Royal Rumble to come around. But Matt Martlero is going to join us. He used to work behind the scenes for WWE, doing all types of roles. I think he's going to give us some good insight on on what's happening, what what their plans are for Roman Reigns. So that's coming up at noon as we end every week's show now with a professional wrestling segment. But we start every show every week with Mr. Sweet Tea. Mr. Selfie, Mr. Marcus Hunter. What's up, Hunter boy? What's up, Marcus? How are you? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Cerrito? What's going on with you, man? Happy Saturday. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was great. How was yours? It was pretty good. Pretty good. And I, this happened, that's a good question. I'm glad you brought up Thanksgiving. Because I was stopped by the Mapco Mart this morning to pick up some coffee on my way into the station. And I like, and after I checked out, I said, thanks, you know, happy Thanksgiving, and left. Can I still say happy Thanksgiving for the rest of this weekend, or is that something I'm supposed to stop saying on Thursday? Because Friday, I'm wishing everybody happy Black Friday, you know, because it's a Black Friday. Do Is happy Thanksgiving valid all weekend? No, 
think after Thanksgiving, uh, it's only up, you know, the week leading up to Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving Day, but after that, it's no longer Happy Thanksgiving. I think after that is uh, Happy Holidays, yeah. Merry Christmas, you know, whatever you want to say. But it's Thanksgiving weekend still, though. It is Thanksgiving weekend still. Um, Thanksgiving but- gets the short end of the stick. I talked about this. I was guest hosting Local Memphis Live this week, and... They get the, it's this this is this this holiday. People want to call it Turkey Day first of all, which it's Thanksgiving. It's not Turkey Day. War on Thanksgiving, man. It is a war on Thanksgiving, but like because you don't call you don't call the Fourth of July Firework Day. You call it the Fourth of July or America's Birthday. You call it what it is. Right, and Independence you, Day. Right. You you don't call you don't call Easter Egg Day. You call it what it is. Bunny it's Easter. Day. Right or Bunny Day. You don't. Uh-huh. But Thanksgiving, it's called Turkey Day for some reason. No, it's Thanksgiving. You just happen to eat turkey, and you have a bunch of other food, unless you're doing it wrong, besides just turkey on Thanksgiving, right? Come on, give yeah. me some mashed potatoes and some, some stuffing and all of that. Uh, Whoa, stuffing? Dressing. Not dressing? Dre- Same dressing. thing. I don't know. I don't know why you call this stuff. It's, 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 it's dressing. It's dressing, it's stuffing, it's 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 whatever you want. You know, stovetop stuffing uh, maybe has changed some people's way of... Stovetop? Oh. Who eats stovetop stuffing? Not on Thanksgiving. Oh, I was going to say, on Thanksgiving, man, you got to have the real deal. You can't okay. have stovetop stuffing. you got to have the good dressing, man. All right, so first of all, you've got all that going on for Thanksgiving. People don't even want to call it Thanksgiving. And then Black Friday starts now, like at 5 or 6 o'clock at night and so it becomes Black Friday like you're calling it Turkey Day for half the day then it's Black Friday uh, starting early on in the day and it's like there's not much Thanksgiving left so I think I should be able to say Happy Thanksgiving the whole weekend Marcus Hey listen man if you do I don't think anybody's gonna blame you for it <laughs> I just I felt I felt weird when I did it though because it's like it's not right but it's still Thanksgiving weekend so it's still the holiday weekend so you should be able to wish people Happy Thanksgiving Yeah and people who Went, went out of town to visit for Thanksgiving, probably still out of town with their families, though. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, anyway, so that's getting that. I'm a little frustrated. The war on Thanksgiving, we're trying to try our best to try to, to stop that. It's a, it's, a, it's a good holiday. It deserves more than the very minimal amount of uh, love that Thanksgiving gets compared to these other holidays. Are you ready to talk some sports, Marcus? I am ready, sir. All right, let's do some trending topics. Trending topic. Every week on this program, we start the show talking about what's been trending this week. And the number one trending topic in the Memphis area, no doubt, is what broke way before Thanksgiving, which, according to Pat Forty uh, and other sources, that Justin Fuente looks like he is on his way out to Virginia Tech. We talked last week, the news broke about the contract being on the table uh, from Memphis since before the old Miss game, and he hasn't signed it. And it was a good contract because it's three million dollars a year, the biggest contract outside the Power Five. But he's not signing it because apparently he's got a verbal agreement or some type of agreement. This is all being reported, not nothing confirmed, but apparently he's got a, an agreement with Virginia Tech, and that after today, by Monday, he could be the head coach at Virginia Tech. Yeah, man. Um, you know um, when Beamer. You know, when it was announced Beamer was going to leave, uh, you know, he was one of those candidates that I'm sure was high up on their list. And, uh, you know, I, I, for one, am happy to do this news because, you know, there was rumors that Virginia Tech was courting uh, Dan Mullen from Mississippi State. Uh, but I think Fuente is going to be a good coach for Virginia Tech if that is the job he is leaving to go to. 
Uh, I mean, I mean, look at what he's done in Memphis. It just, I mean, in, in a relatively short time. I mean, what has it been? Four years that he's been at Memphis. So a relatively short time uh, that he's been able to take that program and, and you know turn it around and have them at one point a contender uh, to possibly spoil the party at top four and, or at least get one of those new New Year six votes. So being able to go to Virginia Tech, where you have you know. You know, the, just the prestige of Virginia Tech, and you know what Beaver was able to do there. He's going to be able to bring in recruits, and and in his style of coaching, just going to work in the ACC because it's more of a wide open uh, conference. So I think he can definitely have some success over there. So I think it's a good move for Puente if he does choose Virginia Tech as a fan. I mean, listen, you had a good coach. Just try your best to go out there and find the next guy that's going to be the next up and coming Justin Puente. That's all you can do. Yeah, you talk about things that and it's been over the past couple of years, like things that just never happened in Memphis uh, have been happening. You know, ranked number 13 in the college football playoffs. Like, who would imagine? And who would imagine? We can't, you have to look far, far, far back in the history books to find a coach who has, who's left Memphis football for another job. Usually they get fired and then they have to find another job. Now we've got a coach who's actually so successful that somebody else wants to hire them. Uh, away from the University of Memphis and Justin Fuente. In Virginia Tech, it's a perfect fit for him up there at Virginia Tech. And you look at what can Memphis offer him, right? Like, why would you stay in Memphis? You would stay in Memphis because they're going to treat you well, right? Memphis would pay you. You're going to get paid. Memphis is going to pay you. They proved that. Yep. And they would. Memphis would also – you'd kind of have your job security. That's what people kept saying, right? Like, you stay at Memphis, they're not going to fire you. You're so awesome. They have never had a good coach at the University of Memphis. Uh, as, or not, they have a couple of them, right? But nobody like what Fuente has done. So, yeah, Memphis would treat him well, and he'd have job security here. But he's going to a school in a better conference that's had a, that's had a coach there for 30 years. And why not have job security at Virginia Tech? Because Virginia Tech's going to give you job security. Uh, we just lost Marcus, uh, by the way, CJ. So we'll see. I don't know what he's doing. He's he's uh, probably on his way driving in Mississippi to the Egg Bowl. He is definitely on his way to the Egg Bowl. We talked about that when I first got him on. I'll get him back. All right, see if you get Marcus back. But you look at you look at what's going on uh, with Fuente. You cannot blame him at all for wanting to go to Virginia Tech. And now it's just, and, it, and it, what is unfortunate is this is something that Memphis sports fans never really get to experience is this bizarre way that the the coaching changes happen in college football. This is so bizarre because right now the Tigers have kicked off at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium uh, for this game, which is possibly, according to reports, according to all that we know, is going to be Justin Fuente's last game as the head coach of the University of Memphis. That by next week, he's already gone to Virginia Tech. He will not coach the Tigers in the bowl game. That's all. This is all expected. Now, things could change because we know Les Miles is going to lose his job, and that could shake everything up. It's true. I it, mean, if it's Justin Fuente, I mean, what's more attractive, the Virginia Tech or LSU? Because, I mean, Les <laughs> Miles is about to get fired at LSU, and, I mean, they're 8-3 right now. I mean, it's not like they have a horrible record. It's not like he hasn't had success at that school. So the expectations at LSU much higher than they are at Virginia Tech. Uh, so if you're going to say which one of those jobs is more attractive, I think Virginia Tech, because you're going to have more job security, LSU is going to be so stressful. Easy, easier to win your conference at Virginia Tech. Your job security is there. Like I, What LSU is not realizing is that hey, if you fire less miles, 
it's going to be hard to find somebody who wants to be in that position to know that if you do not win a national championship or play for the national, like they over the past five years, they're winning national championships. They're they're playing for national championships. Like, what do you want this guy to do unless Miles? But that's a that's a different story. Uh, Fuente is probably leaving, and more than likely to Virginia Tech. Uh, it would have to be crazy dominoes to fall. Uh, for that to be any different. But we're looking like today at, at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. Pictures are coming in. The game is underway. Memphis versus uh, SMU. And folks like uh, my former co-host Jeff Calkins tweeting out pictures. Nobody is there. And I do not blame the fact that there are a few people in attendance today for what will may be Justin Fuente's last game. It's unfortunate. Wait, wait, wait. Nobody's there? How, how can fans not show up? I mean, this is well, Marcus, if if you weren't driving in the state of Mississippi, you would know that it is pouring down raining in Memphis, Tennessee, right now. Oh, okay, and the just well. the Justin Fuente era in Memphis will end just like it started, and that is in the rain at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. But the question is, will it end just like it started with a win or a loss? Because he lost his first game. Uh, that was pretty embarrassing. First loss. Yeah, he lost to UT Martin or somebody. Yeah, it was Martin. Is there going to be a three-hour thunderstorm delay also? Uh, it's bad. The weather, it's cold. It's cold. The game means nothing it's at the cold. end of the day. It's cold. It's, it's, oh, my it's, goodness. It is, it is 75 and sunny here. Okay, by me saying it's cold, it's like top 50s. It's at the upper 50s today. It's raining. It's the game that doesn't mean anything. Uh, you get a coach who's already saying, he, not publicly, but he's on his way out. It's unfortunate there's not that many people here today, but there's so many other good games on television, and everybody's got their Memphis football fix this year. They've lost uh, almost every game the past month, so but and everybody got their fix, so it makes sense there's not many people there. It's an early start in the rain. Everybody's been to a game this year. Even CJ, uh, go, and we've said in these stands, everybody's experienced it, so this is... It's a bad game to end the year on. It's at a yeah. bad time with bad weather, bad circumstances. The bowl game will be well attended whenever that, uh, wherever that is, and whoever is coaching that game may just be Paxton Lynch as the player coach. Who knows when we get there? Let's go on to our next trending topic. Trending topic. That is the other games across uh, the college football. Uh, universe today. Let's look at this, Marcus. We know you got the Egg Bowl today. Big, big implications uh, in the Egg Bowl because if Mississippi State can upset Ole Miss in Starkville today, it will end Ole Miss's chances to be in the SEC Championship. But the University of Memphis, Mississippi has a chance to be in the SEC Championship. Yeah, they do. I mean, they would need Auburn to beat Alabama. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, even though that game is at Auburn, Alabama is is probably the best team in the country right now, and and they and they want to redeem themselves. That's after not being true. Knocked out. Clemson is the best team in the country. No, they're not. Alabama is. Yeah. And so I... Alabama wants to um, redeem what happened last year when they got knocked out of that first uh, game of the uh, college football playoffs. So I don't expect Alabama to come out and lose this game to Auburn. And, you know, so what happens in the Egg Bowl may be irrelevant. But I don't think Ole Miss is going to be able to go into Starkville in Jack Prescott's final game. And this is why he came back and win this game. I mean, I mean, these teams are, you know, they're pretty equally matched. I mean, both have 83 records. Um, you know, Ole Miss is beating Alabama and LSU, but they lost to Arkansas and Memphis and Florida. Mississippi State beat Arkansas. Mississippi State has been winning as well this year. So it's going to be a very interesting football game. It's in Starkville. So you give the home team the advantage there. 
So, um, obviously, I'm going to pick the Mississippi State to win this game. Well, Ole Miss, is, I- Ole Miss is favored to win it. Okay, and they beat Alabama, the team you think is the best team in the country. But we're going to keep uh, – they call it rivalry week or day or whatever in college football. It really is, to me, like uh, Scenario Saturday because we're looking at all these different scenarios and what happens here and what happens there. And we're looking at this. So the SEC championship, we know Florida has locked that in for for, for weeks. Uh, we'll either play Alabama or Ole Miss. Ole Miss needs Alabama to lose, and the Rebels need to defeat uh, the Bulldogs in the Egg Bowl. And then Ole Miss versus Florida. Who would have thunk is the, the SEC championship game? And in the in the conference of the University of Memphis Tigers, we've got um, a big win from Houston the other day over Navy. That was shocking. Uh, Houston rebounded uh, nicely from their loss. And they're they're in the championship against Temple or maybe South Florida. Like Temple's got to beat UConn today, which is a their favorite, obviously, to win that game. Uh, but UConn is that team that beat Houston, so you don't know. And we're gonna keep moving to, uh, but we're looking at so the national championship is what we we try to figure out uh, where everything uh, will play out. If you're a Memphis fan. Maybe why a lot of Memphis fans are not at Liberty Bowl right now. Not only is it the weather and the time and the, everything else, but like there's some some interest in this. Uh, what's going to happen with the Big Twelve? And will the Big Twelve be left out again and be forced to add two more teams? Maybe the Memphis Tigers, but their attendance doesn't look good on television. Uh, when you when you look at, uh, do you want to add a team that has that many people show up? On uh, the last game of the year, but that what is? It's everybody's got all these great rivalry games, and it's Memphis versus SMU. I think Ole Miss should be required to play two games the last Saturday of the season: one against Memphis and one against Mississippi State. Oh my goodness! Hey, <laughs> listen, as long as Mississippi State got those second, it'll have our chance to win that game. Um, yeah, I mean, does Memphis? I mean, I mean, they don't have like a a conference rival anymore ever since they jumped. Cincinnati, the Cincinnati. It should be Memphis yeah. versus Cincinnati the last Saturday of the season, but they're in opposite yeah, but ends. Cool basketball rivalry there. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta you gotta do what you have to work with what you you have to work with, and I think maybe Cincinnati should be the last game of the year. Could Memphis bring back the rivalry with Southern Miss last game of the year? That wouldn't. I, I mean, don't think they, that does. I mean, it's not. It's not a conference game, so. Most I mean, of these are conference I mean, games today. I mean, Florida, Florida's playing an out-of-conference game. Georgia's playing an out-of-conference game. So is South Carolina. So True, but Memphis, 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 has to be a Memphis's rival out-of-conference game is against Ole Miss. And they, so Ole Miss would have to play a doubleheader on the last Saturday of the year. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they not going anywhere. Uh, so at the end of the day, Marcus, who's your top four? Real fast. Who, who is my top four? Who's going to be the top four at the end of the day when all this shakes out? It's going to be Iowa. It's going to be oh, Clemson. I think it's Clemson, Alabama, Iowa, and Notre Dame. That's what I got, too. But that's just with the idea that I think I think um, Oklahoma State, as Lee Corso predicted this morning on game day, uh, they have a great chance to, to knock off Oklahoma. I'm not scared of Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State... Uh, they, they, this is it. This is, that's a true rivalry game when you have a, when you have teams play each other and you can change the name of the team by adding state to it. Like that's the only difference between the team names. That's a rivalry game. That is a rivalry game. All right, uh, we'll go to our last trending topic. Trending topic. And that's a University of Memphis Tiger basketball team, which uh, we talked about last week. Looks like they got a, they were turning around and playing well. And they ended up losing um, earlier in the week. But 
They won last night in this very impressive fashion in overtime. Did you see this awful, awful game where Shaq became the uh, got his uh, 1,000th point, the 50th player in Memphis history that scored 1,000. So big, big ups to Shaq. He also uh, was the only player to score in overtime for either team. So this game happening in Miami on South Beach, uh, the Memphis Tigers defeat Ohio State in overtime. And it was like sudden death overtime because the only score was from Shaq. And so Memphis ended up winning in sudden Wait, death. There was only one score the entire overtime? One score the wow. entire overtime last night. So it was like sudden death. They might as well have said first to score, the old NFL uh, overtime rules, right? Yeah. Because that ended up being what happened. Uh, and Memphis beats yeah, Ohio that's State. Bad, that's bad basketball, man. That's bad basketball. But man, Ohio State is bad. That keeps that keeps the Tigers' NC2A tournament hopes alive after a disappointing game earlier in the week. And finally, uh, trending topic. Trending topic. Well, Black Friday. Did you get out and do some Black Friday shopping? Looks like uh, America wasn't as violent this year on Black Friday. No, I didn't do any Black Friday shopping. Uh, I think I'm going to participate this year more in Cyber Monday than Black Friday. I just really didn't, you know, want to get out of the crowd. And, you know, I was I was hanging out with my brother and joining a family. So just, just just leaving the family and going to a store just wasn't really on the top of my list. So to go to the stores with your family. But, yeah, I, 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 I understand. One thing, it's, this is grinding my gears, is the Grizzlies uh, sales. Because there's a lot of good sales on Black Friday, right? There's too many to pick from. And you get... But the Memphis Grizzlies sell. Come on, Grizz. You guys have stepped up on the court. You guys have the basketball, one of the best teams in the NBA. They're, they're so good on the court promotions and all of that. But their Black Friday sales, the worst Black Friday sale I've ever seen. You want to know what it was? So here, here's their big sale that you can buy stuff for. This is their Black Friday deal they had. Save 15% when you spend $65 or more. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was it? That was it. Like, why can't it be 15% off the entire store? Why do I got to spend $65 to save 15%? Like, that's like, that's not motivation for me to spend $65. No. I mean, and then, you know, I'm assuming this stuff is only for purchase at the Memphis Grizzly store, so you would have to literally go all the way to FedEx Forum to buy the stuff. But I don't think anybody's going to go to FedEx Forum to buy stuff just for the... 15% off of $65 or more. 15% off 65 That might be the worst Black Friday deal. Um, Maybe. Don't even have one if that's going to be your Black Friday deal. Like, who are you trying oh, yeah. to fool with that? What? I mean, I think they have, like, a regular coupon for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they got a better Cyber Monday deal, though, the Grizzlies. So uh, maybe uh, they they got some backlash. But Cyber Monday, you can get some good ticket deals on Cyber Monday from the Grizzlies. But but their Black Friday deal was pretty awful. All right, Marcus, we will talk to you next Saturday. Same time, um, I'll say good luck to your team today at the Egg Bowl. I know you will be there uh, live tweeting and Instagramming, right, at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter? Yes, I will be there. Uh, do you plan? Uh, uh, do, do you have a pick? Who are you picking in the game? I've got Ole Miss. I've got Ole Miss um, making uh, making history, going to the SEC championship next week against Florida. So you have Auburn beating Alabama. I do, man. It's a rivalry game. I don't think Alabama is as good as people think they are. They're not. They're not. And Auburn was supposed to be good at the beginning of the year, so there is some talent on that team, and I trust their coach as well, and they've got home field advantage. I think it could happen because Ole Miss is winning the Egg Bowl today. We're going to find out.
Yeah, we'll find out right here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Marcus, enjoy. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. All right, be good, fellas. All the All right, that's Marcus underscore underscore Hunter. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyers is going to join us, and we'll talk about the Grizzlies. You're listening to Street Alive on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. The Tigers in the tournaments, the Grizzlies in the playoffs, the Super Bowl. When the big events happen, we are there. We are Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Guys, if your testosterone level is low, it can cause problems such as fatigue, irritability, difficulty concentrating, and more. Get to Atlas Men's Health in Midtown to get your testosterone level checked. And if you're low, they can get you back to feeling great with testosterone replacement therapy. At Atlas Men's Health, they also do B12 shots, lipo injections, IV vitamin therapy, and much more. Atlas Men's Health, with a friendly staff taking care of both men and women. Go see them at 14 North McLean in Midtown, Atlas Men's Health. Ken Rashes is excited to partner up with Sports 56 WHBQ in this year's Toys for Tots Toy Drive. From now until the Radiothon on December 17th, you can bring an unwrapped toy to Ken Rashes, and in return, you'll get a $50 gift certificate good for the purchase of a big green egg. Not only are you helping kids throughout the Mid-South, but you'll also get a discount on a big green egg just in time for the holidays. Bring a toy to Ken Rashes at 3686 Summer Avenue. Help support this year's Toys for Tots Toy Drive, presented by Sports 56 WHBQ. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include winning prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Swinehouse every Monday night from 8 to 10 on Broad Avenue at the Rec Room every Tuesday night from 8 to 10, downtown at Tampa Tap, every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, and on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10. I'm Holly Whitfield from the I Love Memphis blog. You can listen to me every month on Cerrito Live. Then go to ilovememphispodcast.com to listen to the I Love Memphis podcast, where Kevin and I interview interesting Memphians every month. You can follow me on Twitter, at I Love Memphis, or read my daily articles at ilovememphisblog.com for more Memphis love. This portion of Cerrito Live is being brought to you in part by TCBY, the country's best yogurt, and by Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Now, with four Memphis-area locations, it's easier than ever before to say, let's go eat at Ease. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here, once again, is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your Thanksgiving weekend. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Playhouse on the Square, Memphis's only professional theater located at Union and Cooper in the Overton Square District. Playhouse on the Square makes the perfect holiday gift. Get 
give the gift of Playhouse on the Square. Check out playhouseonthesquare.org to buy tickets and see about upcoming shows, which include Memphis, the musical, and they've got the Green Day musical and Sister Act musical all coming up in 2016. Playing right now, you can go see Tuna Christmas, Peter Pan, and they got three plays going on right now. I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change. That is the name of another play going on at Playhouse on the Square. It's the perfect place to take it at playhouseonthesquare.org. Every week in the 11 o'clock hour, the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer, Kevin Leip, joins us, and he joins us now. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you, Mr. Light. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Uh, thanks for joining us um, on this holiday weekend. Uh, okay, so for those of us who have been busy eating turkey and watching football, update people on the status of the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> the status of the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, um, they are still beating mediocre teams and still losing to the good ones. Um, that's what happened last night. Um, we saw them kind of taking on the Hawks and deciding not to play any defense. And you can't do that against Atlanta. And so they lost by 15. Um, you know, I think I think they're clearly in much better shape than they were at the beginning of the year. Um, but the, the injuries are kind of piling up. You've got Zach Randolph missing time. Uh, Brandon Wright has missed a lot of time. Jordan Adams still hasn't really played. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of guys with knee problems missing games right now. Uh, and it's, it's forcing Jaeger to kind of play some smaller lineups. And for the most part, they're working. Um, but, you know, the problems are still there against the, the, kind of the top teams in the league. Right. It does seem that they, they can't. They didn't beat the Spurs. They didn't beat the Hawks. Uh, what? Okay, so we've got – so the Grizzlies, that's good, though. That's good if you can beat the – if you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, but you just you cannot get an upset victory over the teams that you're not supposed to be. Um, yeah. But, again, that'll, I guess that'll come at some point. The Grizzlies, though, they seem to be playing really well without Zach Randolph. And to me, that's the most fascinating thing about what's happening right now. Like, is there going to be a point where you put Zach Randolph back in the game, back in the lineup and back in the rotation? Will that mess things up? Um, I mean, it's possible. I don't I don't think we're at that point yet. Um, and, you know, I, I there are a lot of people kind of getting on the – Trade Zebo bandwagon, I guess, because they, it looks like they don't need him. Um, you know, I, I don't. I kind of hesitate to do that. I don't think he's done playing good basketball yet. Um, but I do think, it, just kind of the way the roster is assembled, um, not having him down low, kind of taking up a lot of space in the lane, really enables a lot of people on this team to, to play their best basketball. We've seen Jeff Green, especially, um, just really kind of thrive on the openings that are available to him on offense. He's, he's driving to the rim a lot more. He's getting to the free throw line a lot more. Um, you know, I, I think I think they are playing well without him, and I think a lot of that is uh, it's just because it opens up the floor so much. But, you know, I think he's going to come back, and, and you'll probably see the pace slow back down. They've been playing pretty fast without him. Um, and, you know, the offense will slow back down, too. Um, but they'll still have these kind of fast lineups when he's not on the floor. That that, that was kind of the trend even before uh, before he started missing games. Was he's on the floor, you kind of play quote unquote traditional Grizzlies basketball, and then he comes out of the game and you start playing this four out much faster, um, kind of more free flowing kind of offense. So I, 
you know, I think that's going to continue. Um, I, you know, the bigger issue to me than, than playing without Zach Randolph is the fact that Tony Allen has really just not been good all season long. Um, you know, he's still got a negative net rating. He was really not good last night. Teams just aren't guarding him at all. Um, they've kind of started all adopting the, the Warriors model, which is really the Spurs model of just pretending he's not there. Uh, and standing in the lane, so uh, you know, I think that's that's to me is a little bit bigger problem than what to do with Zach Randolph. Well, because I, that, you know, because yeah, Tony's playing important. right now, so that's yeah, we're we're seeing that, and it maybe it'll be uh, more concerning when you have Zebo come back in the lineup. I mean, Tony's still on top of his, totally on top of his Twitter game still right now. His Twitter game is still awesome on Twitter, like tweeting <laughs> some of his Thanksgiving tweets. Um, Grub time, fork emoji, knife emoji, prayer emoji. Then, <laughs> guess what time Tony ate? <laughs> ate uh, his last plate of the day was at 10.39 p.m. Um, on Thanksgiving. Last plate of the day, chicken bone emoji, fork emoji, knife emoji, smiley face, squinting eye emoji. <laughs> his last plate was at 10.40, man. He ate some... He ate some good things. Tony's still on top of that. But this is, I mean, this is, we're not a, like, a, we're, okay, some shows in this town, you will never hear anybody talk bad about Tony Allen. Like, it's not allowed. Um, and it's not that we're talking, we want Tony to be, a, like, Tony is the the most interesting, probably, player in the NBA, right? You can follow him on Twitter, and you get, like I just said, the awesome stuff from him. He, historically for the Grizzlies, have been one of the, he's been one of the best defensive players in the NBA, but you're saying now we've reached a point where maybe people have figured out this version of Tony Allen. Maybe this version of Tony Allen is getting older. I mean, what is it, what is it about Tony this season that's so different? Well, I think I think it's two things. I think he's older for one, but I, you know, it doesn't look to me like he's lost um, like he's lost a step or anything like that. I think you know for the longest time he was a terrible shooter but he still made the offense better when he was on the floor um, because he's he's you know he's an excellent um cutter off the ball he's really good at getting to the rim without the ball he's a pretty good rebounder um you know he he's able to do things on offense that help you even though he can't really shoot um but you know when you when you do kind of what you know look at what the warriors did and quote unquote guard him with bogut they're not really guarding him at all they're just putting three guys in the lane and and you know, not only does that hurt Gasol and Randolph because they're, you know, getting double and triple teamed every time they touch the ball in the paint, it also hurts Tony's offensive game because he can't get into the lane, can't get to the rim, can't cut to the basket because there's three guys. So, you know, by by not guarding him out to the three-point line because you yeah. know he can't shoot that shot, which he's actually been shooting them okay this year, but, you know, you got to think that's going to return to his career average at some point. You know, by, by not guarding him, they're basically taking away the things that he can actually do on on offense anyway. So, you know, he used to help you on offense even though he couldn't shoot. Now he's not doing that anymore. We've got the, the Mario Chalmers. Since the Chalmers trade, the Grizzlies have only lost two games against the Spurs and the Hawks, two playoff teams, two teams that could make conference finals, respectively, yeah. probably. And so that's not – they have improved since the Chalmers trade. And here we are, we're looking at it's Thanksgiving weekend. Not We're not too far away. From February in the trade deadline, and you got to think. You look at that as an example of, hey, you can make the right move and make this team better. And obviously, this team needs to get better if they want to make any type of uh, 
push in the postseason. They don't want to get knocked out in the first round. Something still needs to be changed on this team if you bring Zebo back or if Tony keeps playing like this. What what is the right change? Well, that's the uh, that's the million dollar question. You know, I think um, I think Zach has shown that he can kind of play with that second unit. I don't know if he's willing to do that, but he you know he's got a lot of minutes kind of as the only starter on the floor playing center with with the bench. Um, before he went down, that was kind of what he was doing, and he looked good doing that. You know, he was he was playing pretty good. Um, you know, with Tony, I, I don't know. I, I think. I don't know what you get back for him. You know, I, I don't think it's just like an addition by subtraction situation where you just dump Tony Allen for a second round pick or something and, and hope you get better. It's not going to be that. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure what his trade value really is or what, what you could get for him. Right. You and know, that, seems, that seems package to package him. Yeah, go ahead. Part of a bigger deal. Well, yeah. Package just, him. You know. Because you don't want to trade away because Tony Allen Zebo, both two of the most beloved players in the history of the franchise. So if you're right. going to make that move, you know fans are going to react. They Fans reacted. Everybody went bonkers for the Chalmers trade, right? But then you right. go even one game in, people start getting swayed. And by the end of the first weekend of Mario Chalmers on the Grizzlies, people didn't care as much because it was a good trade. Because right. like he contributed to the team, made the team better. So if you're going to get rid of Tony and Zebo, you got to make sure whatever you get back is going to be an obvious improvement on the team. Yeah, or people I, are just going to be upset. Yeah, and I think I, you know, I think this year, if this year has shown us anything, it's that I think the core four era is probably pretty close to over. Right? I mean, uh, kind of this team is only as good as as Mike Conley and Marcus All. Period. I think I think that's where we're at now. Um, that doesn't mean that Tony and Zach are not important, but it does mean that they're not just, you know, it's not those four guys anymore. It's these two guys and then everybody else. Right. Um, so I, you know, I think, I think there are moves to be made. I still think, you know, you've got Courtney Lee and Jeff Green both on expiring deals. I, I gotta think there's some trades out there. Somebody looking to clear cap space, make a run at Kevin Durant, that kind of thing. You've gotta be able to move those guys and get something for them if you're not gonna resign them. Um, you know, I think I think there are moves out there, and they're trying to make them. I just, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a wild ride this year. I think there are going to be some some moves out there that get made um, that probably make people mad because, like you said, the Benno the Benno trade really had people furious until they realized that Mario Chalmers is just a flat out better basketball player. Right, you know? the, the uh, ben, like it's freaking Benno Udre. I mean, he, he's not even close to the amount of. Uh, Contribution that you get out of Zebo and Tony Allen, and the love that the city has for those two guys. Like you right. had to be a Grizzlies fan to really even know who Bano is. But like everybody's grandma knows who Zebo is and who Tony Allen is, and they're going to be heartbroken if they get traded. So you, it's a it's a tough move, and maybe you just repurpose those guys. Uh, if you like, if you say you can get rid of Jeff Green and, and improve the team off of that, or Courtney Courtney Lee, use those actual tradable assets to improve the team and just limit the minutes, or maybe Zebo goes to to the bench. If you're able to figure out a yeah. way to just restructure everything and improve the team, but um, I think yeah, go I ahead. think of those, I think of those two guys. I think Zach is the one who has the most value staying on the team, right? I mean, I, I don't know what you're going to trade him for that's going to be an upgrade, right? I mean, he's aging. Um, there's not really ever been a player like him. I mean, the only the last guy to have an offensive rebounding rate like Zach Randolph at age 34 was Moses Malone. You know, so there's not really much of a comparison out there to say he's a player like this. You can get a player back who plays like that because, you know, Moses Malone, uh, rest in peace, is not in the league anymore. Right. Um, 
so you know, there's not really a guy you can get back that's gonna that's gonna improve or, or be a slight improvement on the things that Debo is good at. I think he's he's a harder one to kind of replace and figure out what to do with. All right, we're wrapping things up with Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. You can follow him on Twitter at Flyer Grizzblog. That's with only one Z. You can read his stuff at MemphisFlyer.com on the Beyond the Arc blog, where he's got a great post that I uh, read over uh, Thanksgiving, which is things you are thankful for, uh, Grizzlies-wise, and very interesting ones uh, I want to touch on real fast. Like, you're thankful that Jordan Adams hasn't been traded yet. I think that's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> Still holding out hope on that one. You're thankful that the Grizzlies don't play the Warriors again until April? Also, yeah. very very good point. Because, you know, at this, especially at this stage in the season, like, oh, it would be so bad if the Grizz played the Warriors, like, next week. And, you know, hope is slowly being rebuilt in Grizz Nation, and then you got to play the Warriors, and you get you lose by uh, anywhere between 20 and 50 points. And so that's a good point. But the one that really stuck out to me is you're talking about Jermichael Green. And I'm like, wait a minute, life has never told us this, but you, you, you saw Jermichael Green at the Midtown Kroger? <laughs> Yeah, I did. It was at the end. It was kind of at the end of last season, but uh, yeah, he was in this in the checkout line, Midtown Kroger. And, and according to your report, he was buying wheat bread at nine p.m. That's all he's he getting. Was. He was buying well, you know, another sandwich accoutrement, but <laughs> wheat bread. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, they're they're people too. They shop at grocery stores. Most oh, absolutely. Shop at Whole Foods, but I figure Jermichael probably lives downtown. If you live downtown, Midtown Kroger or West Memphis Kroger are kind of your two options. So yeah, they're popular in Cleveland, I guess. Um, you know, it got it got me thinking though. Like Midtown Kroger, uh, the one on Union Avenue, is really really small. So like if you're walking around there, almost everybody kind of looks like they could be a basketball player because the place is so small and you're so dis- you know like your your scale and you're disoriented and you're like, wait a minute, this is it? Just place is so small. Is that guy a Grizzlies player over there? But um, yeah, there's some, <laughs> some real low ceilings in there. Yeah. really accentuate accentuate how big basketball players are. Everybody looks like a Grizzlies player inside the Union Avenue Kroger. All right, Life. Well, enjoy the rest. We'll let you get back to your family. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. We'll talk to you same time next Saturday. Yep. Have a good one. All right. That's Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer at Flyer Grizz Blog on Twitter. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, Greg Akers is going to join us. We're going to cast Mario Chalmers in a movie. Who would play? New Grizzly star Mario Chalmers in a motion picture. We'll decide that next. You're listening to Sarita Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Sports 56 Middays with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekdays from 11 till 1. Right here on Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of many Memphis area residents who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weekday nights looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like, featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito, quote, a trivia master. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warning, side effects may include weight prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play trivia with Kevin Cerrito in Overton Square at Swine House every Monday night from 8 to 10 on Broad Avenue at the Rec Room every Tuesday night from 8 to 10, downtown at Tampa Tap every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, and on South Main at the Green Beetle every Thursday night from 8 to 10.
Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Welcome back from this Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. You mentioned earlier, I think it's totally appropriate to say Happy Thanksgiving until, until the end of Sunday, till the end of the Walking Dead finale Sunday night. we got to stop this war on Thanksgiving, man. Yes. Give Thanksgiving its due. Come on. It is a great holiday. It has been around for hundreds of years. People want it to last an hour. <laughs> Pretty much. My mom... And they want to call it something else. My mom ate and then left and got in line for Black Friday Did shopping you? at like 3.30 hey, in the afternoon That's good for you. You're going to have some good Christmas gifts. Yeah, true. True. So, I found great deals yesterday. I told you about the buy one, get five free over at uh, Game <laughs> Exchange. It was great. See, that's a good deal. The Grizzlies need to do... If the Grizzlies are having a buy one, get one, buy one, get five free deal, do it. The only time I ever see deals like that are the... Uh, firework ads when it's like around around the 4th of July and you see those uh, billboards for fireworks. Those are the only deals I ever see where you can buy like one and get five free. Got 18 movies <laughs> for $15. <laughs> it was awesome. Alright, uh, speaking of movies, we're about to cast uh, cast Mario Chalmers in a movie with our friend uh, Greg Akers, but I have to tell you, if you miss a portion of the show, you can catch the podcast anytime at CerritoLive.com or for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. Just go on there, subscribe, and it'll get downloaded to your device every week. Uh, And when you subscribe to Cerrito Live on your favorite podcast provider, you also get CJ and Drew's podcast, the Playing Hurt podcast, which I believe you guys took off for Thanksgiving, right? You'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back better than ever next week, man. And while you're subscribing to podcasts, you can also subscribe to the I Love Memphis podcast, which I host every week with every month, sorry, with Holly Whitfield of the I Love Memphis blog. Uh, and the monthly segment on this show is also part of that. So if you want to continue to celebrate Thanksgiving and end this war on Thanksgiving, you can listen to the bonus clip from last week's show where we say what we're thankful for in Memphis this year. We talked to Holly about that last Saturday. It is up on the I Love Memphis podcast feed. Also up there is the new I Love a Memphis podcast, the December edition, which is a look back at the year 2015. It's me, Holly, and Greg Akers looking back at the year 2015. And our guest uh, right now is our guest on the I Love Memphis podcast this month. He joins us every month to cast a sports star or Memphian in a motion picture. His name is Greg Akers, and he joins us now. What's going on, Greg? What's up? What's up? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. We are uh, going to cast Mario Chalmers today in the in a movie. Mario Chalmers, the newest uh, member of the Memphis Grizzlies, the guy who broke everybody's heart uh, in 2008 when he made that three-pointer in the national championship game. So actually a movie about Mario Chalmers who grew up in Alaska actually could be a pretty good movie. Yeah, it would be kind of like that, uh, Superman Returns where he walks through the, across the land of America. <laughs> looking for redemption uh and, and yeah actually uh my family and i went to the the grizzlies game last night and i was heartened uh like the loudest cheer for any grizzly player was for mario chalmers when he went in the game and uh i mean maybe maybe except for the starters but but so that was awesome i mean memphis has truly embraced him now uh which is great 
and you know, I mean, the the narrative around Memphis, the Grizzlies is like, you know, Zebo and and all, all these players who who have had troubled backgrounds elsewhere can come here and kind of be appreciated for who they are. And Mario Chalmers is actually one of those people. Like, even though the only bad thing he ever did was killing Memphians' hearts. Right, it's a good backstory uh, to make him kind of this, a team of anti-heroes, right? People, right, right. Uh, and, and this generation on television and in movies, it's 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 a big thing. So I think the Mario Chalmers movie would be great. So uh, before we get into to casting, let me tell people how they can uh, send us their suggestions real fast. You can tweet me at Cerrito. You can tweet Greg at Greg Acres on Twitter, and you can text us your suggestions at six seven one two nine. That's the Sports Food Six text line six seven. One two nine. If you uh, have a suggestion on who would play Mario Chalmers in a movie, let's go ahead and get to our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. All right, it is time to cast Mario Chalmers in a movie. Greg, who is your first choice? This is the hardest one we've done in a long time. My first choice is someone who's way too old to play him, but <laughs> I have I have to go with Jay Z. Jay-Z. I like that choice. He's on my list. He's on my list. Jay-Z isn't an actor, though, is he? Belly. He was in Belly. I'll take that back. Well, he's... Well, he, it, go ahead. He's an he's a entertainer. He could pull it off. You know he would he would be interested in any role in, in a motion picture, because he's uh, expanding his brand is very important to any uh, mega superstar. So I think Jay-Z would possibly take it, uh, the role, but you're saying he's old, too old for the job. That yeah, might be yeah. the problem with most of these folks that I have on my list. Yeah, Mario Chalmers is 29 and Jay Z's 45. So, no, and, and right. like, honestly, looks six years older than that, probably. Too, so, too old uh, and also not an actor. Maybe make <laughs> will make him not in the movie. <laughs> that may be a problem. But if Jay Z wanted to star in a movie, we could get that movie made, whatever that movie was. Right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But age and lack of acting skills may be a deal breaker for him. I'll right. give you. Uh, Jay Z was number one on my list, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I also had Orlando Jones, who also is mm-hmm. too old, probably. Yeah. Let's, uh, let me see how old he is. I I came across him too. I didn't put him down because maybe it's just me, but he looks too much like Orlando Jones. He looks too much I, like. I can't, <laughs> I can't see him as anyone other than who he is. And Orlando Jones, again, we always recommend you have your IMDb close if you're not driving, but he was in the movie Evolution. He's best known probably from being on Mad TV, and he was the 7-Up mm-hmm. guy, right? Yes. So those yes. are probably uh, Mad TV he, and 7-Up guy is what he's known for. He's actually a year older than Jay-Z. So <laughs> he's even older. <laughs> yes. We're going in the wrong direction. Okay. Uh, well, who, who else do you have? Let's Let's see who else you got on your list. Okay. Here's my most legitimate one. Uh, with the right age, and that's Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon? Yeah. America's Got Talent in Drumline mm-hmm. with Orlando Drumline. Jones. They were both that's in right. Drumline together. That's right. Uh, I think he his face is, is generally the right proportion. He's a little bit too pretty, but uh, he can act, and, uh, you know, he probably could pretend to play basketball, so... He's my number one. Your number one pick, Nick Cannon. He is uh, age appropriate. I think he can he can act. And he looks like it. He looks like and in, in, no matter the budget, I think we could get Nick Cannon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. C- CJ, do you have anybody on your list to play Ro- Mario Chalmers in a movie? Robert Richard. Some may know him as a son in Coach Carter. Some may know him from One on One. Some may know him from the uh, movie Chocolate City, which is a 
another form of Magic Mike. But yeah, I think he would play it. Another form? It, I've never even. What is this movie? It's it's Magic Mike only with black men. It's a there's a black version of Magic Mike. There is a black before, version of Magic out, Mike. Before or after Magic Mike? It came out in 2015. So after Magic okay. Mike two. XL. XL. So Excuse me, Magic Robert Mike Richard. XL. Robert Richard. Yeah, I could see that. Robert Richard. CJ knew his IMDb page off the top of his head. He wasn't even looking at anything <laughs> on that one, Greg. Okay, I can see that. On my Back to my to my list. So far, nobody's jumped out. I mean, Nick Cannon can do it. Because my other one is also too old. Steve Urkel. When I look at when I look at when I look at pictures, yeah. Jaleel White. Yeah, when I look at pictures of Mario Chalmers, it looks like Stefan to me. And anybody who mm-hmm. watched Family Matters knows what I'm talking about. Steve Urkel's alter ego, Stefan. So when he took the glasses off, he looks like Stefan. It wasn't alter right. ego. That was That's Steve good. Urkel's cool clone. His cl- whatever. <laughs> That's well, alter ego, a clone. But he's also probably too old, right? Oh yeah. For I would sure. think Steve Urkel uh, would not work. So who else do you have on your list? We've got to find somebody. I mean, if it's Nick Cannon's going to play him in the movie, then that's fine. Uh, I mean, Steve Urkel is not as old. He's only 39, so he's younger than our yeah, other guys. But... he's only 10 years older than Mario. That's so that not might too work. bad. I think we can make uh, that work. A big comeback for him. He needs it. Right. So let me rattle off some, some lesser-known actors who I think look the part, at least. Um, I think Brandon T. Jackson, who was in Percy Jackson... Those both of those movies. Um, oh, dude from no Big one. Mama's House too. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't see that one. Um, Brandon T. Uh, Jackson. He looks like yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I just haven't seen anything with him with him in it. I don't. Think. No. I you didn't see Big Mama's House too. I did see that actually. Yeah. Uh, Mo McRae, who was in Murder in the First and Sons of Anarchy, uh, neither of which I've ever seen. Um, and then I have a couple rappers, uh, <laughs> Fabulous and Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar also would probably want to make that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, over and let's see, let me see. I, my buddy Kendrick Lamar, little little known fact. I've I've worked with Kendrick Lamar before. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's it's not a great resemblance, but no. it's a little bit there. It's a little bit. That Mo McCray guy you're talking about was in. He was in Wild, really. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was in the yeah Gridiron Gang. He's done a sports movie already with The Rock. Uh, this is really and tough then, casting. Yeah, go ahead. Here's here, here's another real actor. Uh, that's Anthony Mackie, who was in The Hurt Locker and Captain America. Yes, 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 yes. Anthony Mackie. Uh, he's he's probably about the right age. Well, he's a little bit too old, but not too much. I think I think he would be good. Anthony Mackie, a good choice. Also, uh, while we were prepping for the, before the show today, we talked about CJ. We talked about everybody hates Chris, aka Noah from The Walking Dead. Um, he's the right age. Yeah, I think he would be great. Also, in Dear White People. What's his real name? I just call him Everybody Hates Chris or Noah now because of the shows he's been on. It's uh, Tyler James Williams. Yeah, Tyler James Williams. He, yeah, uh, I can he, see that. I, maybe. I, I like that. Anthony Mackie, actually. He's a great actor. He's really good. And if I've, Yeah, I think we have Oscar consideration if we cast him. And we get Anthony Mackie, he's, he, and he's got the uh, – he, he just seems like – 
because you got to be big enough. If you're going to play a basketball player. But right. obviously, I mean, people could put on put on the pounds. Okay, I think I'm going with Anthony Mackey or Nick Cannon um, or or Steve Urkel. I think if we can't get anybody, at the worst case, if it's a lifetime movie, you get Urkel to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what 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 is the name of his alter ego? Uh, Stefan. It was Stephon. it was on yeah. the the show. So Steve Urkel like walks in this machine that he made, and he's he comes out as Stefan, and he's not a nerd anymore, and he's this cool suave guy named Stefan, and he is able to to sway uh, Laura. That's her name, right? His girlfriend CJ. Was it Laura? Was that the girl he liked next door? Winslow? Laura yes, Winslow? it was it was Laura Winslow. And so Stefan was like, and so she kind of like fell in love with Stefan. I don't. It, Ended up, Stefan, he ended up cloning Stefan. <laughs> Stefan goes to Paris to become a model, comes back. Urkel is now oh, so with Laura. Yeah, it's his clone. It's not the same person. It was the same person in some of the episodes. And, at first it was. It just changed him. Oh, kind of a Dr. Show. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And then he figured out a way to separate from. We got many, many Family Matters spoilers here. So we should have given you a warning to turn your radio down. Man, that's show... for uh, Family Matters trivia, right? Yeah, for Family Matters trivia. But. <laughs> How uh, off the rails did this show go? Like this, you know, all that stuff was not in the pitch meeting when they were pitching Family Matters. So like, this is what's going to happen. We're going to create a cool alter ego that he's going to become, and then separate and clone himself. Caller just called in, by the way, and said Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, definitely. I think I think he'd be great. All right, so uh, many options to play. Mario Chalmers in a movie. Michael B. Jordan. I'm I'm checking. Yeah, he's great. I think we've cast. Uh, he's played somebody else in one of our movies before. Yeah, we're big he fans. Comes of him. up frequently. Michael B. Jordan from um, the movie Creed. Right, he's in Creed. He's the guy in Creed. Yeah, yeah Creed, Creed. Fruitvale Station. Creed uh, the new Fantastic Four that which bombed. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go see that, CJ, or did you see? Uh, the Inside Out. You were trying to. Geez, I saw Inside but, Out. But did you like Inside Out? Inside Out was awesome. He was debating between Inside Out and Fantastic Four, and I was like, "Dude, Fantastic Four is supposed to be the worst movie of the year. Inside <laughs> Out is one of the best Pixar movies ever. Go see that one." <laughs> CJ, a regular at the two dollar theater, so <laughs> keep him updated on that. All right, Acres. Uh, I like I like that. I think we did a good job for this for this Mario Chalmers movie. Everybody, follow Acres Ed Greg Acres on Twitter. Before we let you go, though, you are. Uh, Memphis's number one Nashville hater. So give us a reason why we should not like Nashville this morning. What about Nashville? Oh yeah, what about Nashville? Well, let's go burn on Nashville down, set it all aflame. Barbecue those greeds, head make country weak and lame. Burn, burn, Nash Vegas, cleanse its rancid soul. Burn, burn, rancid too, make it a big black hole. Yeah! All right, Greg, why does Nashville suck this month? Okay, this is very condensed. But in a game a couple weeks ago, the Carolina Panthers played at Tennessee Titans, and Cam Newton was awesome, as he always is, including uh, one time when he scored a touchdown, he did a dance and celebrated. And apparently that was too much celebration for a lot of people, uh, including uh, a mom, a Nashville mom, who wrote a letter, an open letter, uh, that appeared in the Charlotte Observer, which just went off on Cam Newton and said how arrogant he is, and he was did in-your-face taunting, and it, it uh, you know, ruined her daughter, who was at the game, his, uh, her 
you know, fourth grade daughter, and and the open letter says he's he's a terrible role model, and just it, it's very long, and you should read it because it's crazy. And so uh, so it, it went viral, and uh, Cam Newton ended up responding to it, and basically said everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and I am who I am. I'm not trying to be be disrespectful. I'm just trying to have fun because I'm playing football. And I'm trying to have fun. And when I was a kid, I liked to see players have fun. So that's what I want to do. And so uh, after that, the, the woman who who wrote the letter, you know, kind of backtracked. But basically, 